Greetings, Urban Village Church. Um, my name is D'Angelo Smith, and I am privileged to serve you as your site pastor of High Park, Wallan, and Wicker Park locations. Uh, let's just jump right in. Um, happy Juneteenth. This is our Juneteenth worship celebration. And so today in our series called Queering Faith, we are exploring the story of the Ethiopian eunuch um, alongside Juneteenth. The Ethiopian eunuch is given, not given a name in our holy texts, right? Um, but in many African uh, traditional stories, uh, this Ethiopian eunuch is given a name, Kinakius. Kinakius uh, was the Ethiopian eunuch, and we will name Kinakius today because there's liberty in naming. So um, the term eunuch in ancient uh, times did not just refer to castrated men, but referred to many sexual minorities from homosexual homosexual individuals to uh, intersex intersex individuals um, to many more other um, sexual minorities of ancient times. So uh, we see in the text of Acts 8, 26 through 40, um, where Many say that this is uh, the proclamation that ancient Christians, early Christians, accepted the LGBTQIA plus community um, during this time. This story also is about freedom. Kinakius in my interpretation of, uh, of the story was in their chariot, right? Bound to the complexity, to the complexity of the scripture they were reading and reflecting upon at the time. In conjunction to what had happened to them at the temple in Jerusalem. And in these ancient times, the rulers in Jewish culture um, discriminated, discriminated and rejected those of the sexual minority, which said that they could not worship as they wanted to inside of the temple. So, Kinakius uh, was faced by the rejection of the religious leaders to freely worship. And Kinakius was denied the freedom to worship as they were. Just like many LGBTQIA plus individuals in our society today. Also, I can uh, say that Kinagius was ultimately free all along. And yet, 
was denied that freedom just like those African-Americans still enslaved although the Emancipation Proclamation was signed by the President um, Abraham Lincoln. This Sunday, we explore freedom. We explore freedom through the lands of Kinakias, the Ethiopian eunuch, as a queer African and Juneteenth. Kinakias uh, sought freedom to worship and was denied it. Enslaved African-Americans in Texas was denied freedom even though by law, they were free. Juneteenth, also known as Freedom Day, right, is a holiday celebrating the emancipation of our ancestors who had been enslaved here in the United States of America. Although President Abraham Lincoln, right, signed the Emancipation Proclamation almost two and a half years. Let me say that again. Almost two and a half years earlier, it wasn't into June 19th, 1865. June 19th, 1865, an announcement of General Order Number 3 by Union Army General Warden Granger proclaimed freedom from slavery in Texas. Yes, we know that even after this, some of our ancestors were still enslaved in Delaware and in Kentucky until later that year when ramifications of the 13th Amendment to the Constitution abolished chattel slavery nationwide in December of 1865. This is another celebration that we do called watch service. Watch service was when uh, slave, enslaved people got together to watch the clock because at midnight on January 1st, we were all free because of the ramifications of the 13th Amendment. And so returning to this day that we celebrate the, 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 the freedom, we will begin today to reflect on where is freedom calling us? How is freedom showing up in our lives today? As we heard the struggle of Kinakias to freedom of worship and good news, let's hear from the members of our community around the topic of freedom. Mike King, Vania Doss, and Derek Clifford, I invite you to tell your story. You know, our pastor at Urban Village Church, he asked me to answer a question about freedom now that Juneteenth is coming up. Uh, 
And the question he asked me to answer was, when was a time freedom was withheld from me? In college at Ball State University, I pledged one of the historically black fraternities, Kappa Alpha Psi. Though the pledge program was only a short 10 weeks, then hell week, at the end, I felt as though I was quote unquote free after I had crossed the burning sands and officially became an active brother. Ironically, as a pledgee, a scroller, as we were called, I was a servant, but I was a, a servant of young black men, my peers, and they were simply called big brothers, who taught a discipline on survival that I would not recognize until much later in my adulthood. The older brothers taught and demonstrated to us, younger brothers, how to be humble and not show anger and express emotion while under the duress of psychological and physical hazing, particularly that that came from the police and law enforcement. Similar to our forefathers and foremothers who were former slaves, survival was the utmost goal in life by hook, crook, all of them to keep privileged folks from imposing their will upon us. Agency and existentialism was indeed a myth. Only recently, now that I am retirement age, do I genuinely feel, quote unquote, freedom, but still only in a limited, yet holistic and meaningful way. The vast majority of my choices and decisions are indeed my personal moves, given the parameters and variables in the environments and circumstances that I make them. So I am, quote unquote, free, but not to a degree of absolute freedom. I recognize that forces beyond my control are indeed coercing me to stay in my proverbial place for a variety of reasons. Nonetheless, I will continue to keep my head to the sky and try to eventually receive that ultimate freedom, the one that enters me into the eighth day, the Lord's kingdom of heaven. Thank you. So to celebrate this Juneteenth, I was asked the question of when was there a time when I knew what freedom felt like? And I really had to think about that because um, you know, when you, you hear the word freedom, um, so many historical things come up in your mind and you're trying to figure out what that means for you in the time and space that you're existing in. And for me, I think a sense of freedom has really come with me learning how to be much more secure in who I am. Um, you know, as we as we grow and we age, there are certain you know things that I've gone through. Um, where when I was younger, I was very introverted, big reader, never went outside, didn't have a lot of friends, and was very very shy and and, and afraid to put myself out there. 
and then came, you know, my after teen years where then I'm, you know, I'm out and I'm enjoying and I'm having a good time and um, then, you know, became a mother and then you, you know, have a certain sense of um, now it's all about, you know, being a mom. And as women of color and black women in America in particular, um, we're always either told that we're too much um, you know, too loud, too, too in your face, or too strong, or too bossy, or, and, you know, all of these things. At the same time, we're getting both overtly and covertly the, the sense that we're supposed to put others first, be behind, um, you know, be the mother earth for each and every person that, you know, crosses our path. And that's, um, that's a lot to carry. So as I've gotten older, I've realized that the most sense of um, freedom to me is my accepting that I am who I am and I do what I do because I want to do it. And the Spirit has just shown me that that is good enough. That's important. Um, and I'm worried less about what other people think about what I have to say or, or how I present um, because it's not just about them anymore. And that's very freeing and that has come as I've gotten a little bit older. So. So a time when I knew I was free but felt bound was after I came out to my family. And the reason why is because even though I had found a way to free myself in my personal life, I knew full well that my civil rights were not fully secured. And so I knew I would have to consider whether or not I could be out on a job application, whether or not if I were to have a partner, whether or not I could have a photo of that person on my desk at work. I knew that in certain cases, public accommodations could be denied to me because of my queer identity. Before marriage equality became the law of the land, I knew that any relationship I had would not be considered equal in the eyes of the law to my cishet peers. And so even though um, to this day, even I'm out and openly queer and feel free. I know that until a law like the Equality Act is passed and becomes law of the land, I will still be bound in some way, at least in terms of my legal freedom. Thank you, Mike, Vania, and Derek for wonderful stories and allowing us to enter an intimate part of your journey with freedom. Now on this day that we celebrate freedom, a Juneteenth celebration, I invite you right now to reflect upon the story of Kinakias and, and also Mike and Vania and Der Derek and your own personal story of freedom. Where is freedom calling you? What is freedom calling you to do? Where is freedom showing up in your life? And where do you need freedom? Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Oh, gracious God, as we commemorate um, a day of freedom in uh, uh, the history of this country, let your queering up happen for us today that your freedom show up in our lives in ways that will be tangible, that we will become even more liberated and that freedom will begin to act within us, call us to act 
and that we will contemplate on the, where we know that we are free, but yet feel bound. I asked God of freedom to reign like never before. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.